Spooky. Yeah. All right. Is there audio? All right. You ready to start over? Yep. Thank you, everybody, for tuning here and letting us know in the chat that you couldn't hear us. This is the Street Fight Radio Halloween special. Now, we normally do a live stream of the basement show for Patreon subscribers, but since it's a holiday and one of our favorite holidays, we decided we would uh, share it with everybody out there. And we normally give some people some time to get in the chat, to uh, get in the room, whatever, get acclimated before we get started. And I figure tonight is a good night for some uh, devilish shit, right? It's the day of the dead. I want to talk to the spirits. I want to, to test fate tonight live on this live stream. How do you feel about that? Well, I want to make a correction right off the bat. Halloween is not one of my favorite holidays. <laughs> it's one of my least favorite holidays. Really? <laughs> I don't like any of the big drinking and doing crazy, like getting dressed up and stuff like that. I don't like none of that shit, man. I'm just not that guy. You just like a regular you, day? You know I don't like to go to parties, right? Sure. You know I don't like to go to bars. Right. You know I don't like to wear costumes. Right. There you go. <laughs> I, but but don't you like death and stuff? Don't you like skeletons and like big spiders? Well, let me explain something to you now. I got a doctor's appointment on Friday. And I feel like the doctor's going to tell me that I'm dying. So I'm already having an elevated anxiety about my death. My impending death Perfect. coming up. Let's so, see what the cards have to say about that. There's nothing going on with me to the listeners. I know. Like I talked uh, uh, at the um, Chapo show. Matt was having pains in his side. And but right before he went on stage, I don't know if you heard him, but right before he went on stage, he was standing in the corner and Amber had to keep telling him, you don't have pancreatic cancer. Come on, you do not have pain. This is not a Bill Hicks situation because <laughs> that's the thing, man. Yeah. Now I'm just convinced I'm going to die because I've almost made it. You can get you snatched know? <laughs> up so quickly. Yeah. No, we would be perfect to die really early in our career and then have like some amazing documentary win some ass like when nick would win like a can film festival award i know it. i know so i'm gonna find out i have some i don't have any soreness any uh weird symptoms or anything yeah well no i don't have any weird symptoms for anything ah, and i'm okay. relatively i walk every day that's some activity i there are people that live a lot less healthy lives than i do that live to be 80 and that's what i always have to think <laughs> sure absolutely so let's see here so the first card we're going to draw is your archetype card and this is uh going to set the tone for the other card so go ahead and take that top one off the deck also if you didn't know i picked a top one uh, you can pick whatever you want. What kind of fucking card trick is this? This is the uh, Street Fight Tarot deck. It's free. Uh, available at patreon.com slash streetfightradio. You can cut it out. Do your own little magic. Let's see. Go ahead. Pick a card. Any card. Bibbidi, 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 bibbidi. I like this one. I wanted him to pick that one. What's this one? I got the High Priestess. Oh, the High Priestess. Let me see how hot she is. Yeah, this is a good one. She's an anarchist High Priestess. Yes. And uh, she has a Molotov cocktail. I believe that was done by Asia Wisely at Extinct Inks on Twitter. Uh, so how did it come out of the deck? Was it upright or reversed? 
you know, upside down. You know, I've been fucking with it since I got, I think it was the right way. Okay. I think it was up right. Mm, so it represents intuition, sacred knowledge, divine feminine, and the subconscious mind. Great. So my intuition is probably that I have pancreatic cancer. Yeah. I think that we've kind of, the cards are revealing the truth slowly to us. This is spooky. So man. this is all about your intuition. Okay. So this first one here. The first card is represents the physical realm. What is going on in the material earthly plane? So you need to pick a card, any card. Bam, 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 and you got to pay attention to, you got to hold it in I front will. of your face and tell I me will. whether it's upside down or right side up. It's upside down. Uh-oh. And it's temperance, which is something Ooh, I am do not good practice at. at all. No, no. Temperance upside down is imbalance, excess, self-healing, and realignment. Okay, I self-healing sounds like when I use the kratom and the CBD and the weed. Okay, and that's uh, helping the physical realm. Yeah, I think I'm okay. Well, my spiritual realm is always going to be a mess. We'll see what your spiritual realm. Says. Miserable, miserable human being up there. But so, how does it relate to that? To your high priestess, though, your intuition. Your intuition is that your kratom use and CBD use is tempered. Oh, oh, my intuition would be. I don't know what that means. I don't know what we're getting at here. <laughs> yeah, These, I don't know. It's the spooky. Most, uh, confusing shit I ever heard of <laughs> okay. in my life. The second... We should have just played a game of war. <laughs> All right. So the second card represents the mental realm. Okay. What is the person's mind that is brewing? What is in the person's mind that is brewing? Okay. So Something unspoken that might be holding you back even. <sighs> Pick a card, any card. If you know what's going on in this head. Oh, oh no. Shit. This one is the right side up and it's the Hierophant. The Hierophant. Hierophant. Who's a Hierophant? Hold on. It's a skeleton. It looks pretty fucking cool. Of course. Spiritual wisdom, religious beliefs, conformity, tradition, institution. Okay. That sounds like me. <laughs> Does it? I yeah. love Jesus and all that <laughs> yeah, stuff. You are you just love your traditions. You're always going on and on about traditions. <sighs> this is not right. This is incorrect because you know, okay, let's go through things we all know about me. I hate traditions. I hate religion. Mm -hmm. I hate spirituality. I don't have any of it. Okay. Uh, so your intuition is right about those things. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I know about myself and what I know about myself is that when somebody starts, like if I'm at a party or something and some dude's like, you ever think like in spiritual terms? And I'm like, no, I never, not even no. for two seconds. Do I think about that? I would never spend a minute thinking about my spirit. Well, you have a lot coming because the third card represents the spiritual realm. Well, let's take a look and see. It's, it's probably it better be a blank ass card because, you know, I'm not going to give a second thought to it. Upside down. Strength. Well, you know, I am spiritually. I'm very strong. Upside down is inner strength. Yeah. Self-doubt. Low energy. Okay. Raw emotion. That's got me right. That is exactly right with me. That's we all know I'm not a smart man. Right. And I, most of what I do is you're, raw emotion. And you're full of self-doubt. <laughs> More than you could ever know. <laughs> so your spiritual realm was on point. Yeah, my spiritual realm is right. I am uh, full of self-doubt for sure. All the time. All day, every day. 
maybe I feel like you might have some sort of a religious turn here soon. I mean, you might become a traditionalist, though. Scientologist? The other, the I've been thinking about saying. I was listening to the Doughboys today, and they uh, went to Scientologist place for a brunch. Yeah. For, that's pretty nice you can get brunch there. And I was like... Well, the, well one, wait, what did we watch on Undercover Business Tyrants? Direct TV? No, the one before... They had a Johnny, Johnny Rock at a church? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, Subway at Subway a church. Subway at a church. Okay, okay. I'll go to a church with a Subway. I'll tell you a little story about this week. I'm walking down High Street. I don't have my wallet on me because I'm wearing sweatpants and it's just... Yeah, bad look. Real no. bad look. Well, it's like when you have... You just pull your pants down. It's like wearing an anchor. I know. Or if you have to pee, like the wallet just slides. I just worry about my wallet falling out of my sweatpants if they don't have uh, zippers on them. Sure. And a guy walked up to me and he yelled, can you help me buy a meatball sub? Damn, that sounds like a homie. And I did not have money. And I said, I can't, <gasps> sir. And then the second I walked away from him, I was like, I am starving for a meatball sub. Like any other food in this world sucks if it's not a meatball sub. And all I've been thinking about is a meatball sub since I left that guy. Still haven't had one. Yeah, so a sub, to, a church to... with a subway with a meatball sub in it, that might work. Although. Well, this is good. This I'm glad this car, these cards have uh, opened up this train of thought. I am religious when it comes to meatball subs. I, well, I'm just religious when somebody mentions a food to me. It affects my spirit tremendously. Yeah. Wherein, like, so I had been texting with my wife 20 minutes before that about what we were going to do for dinner. I was like, you know what? You know what we should have for fucking dinner tonight? We should have a baked potato. And a sandwich. That sounds good. Baked wow. potato with with uh, broccoli on it and the cheese and all that stuff. And I was like, that is a damn good dinner. You know, I love sandwiches. And then that guy said, I would like a meatball sub to me. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, this fucking dinner I'm having tonight sucks. Yeah. It's this no is trash I'm eating. It's no meatball sub. <laughs> you might as well take this food and just dump it in the trash if it's not a meatball sub meatball subs are like a yawn where like if you see someone else doing it or talking about it then all of a sudden you start craving one well that was interesting because i tweeted something and kath said that kath was like you could go your whole goddamn life without eating a meatball sub and then as soon as you hear about a meatball sub you're like i need that more than anything in the whole entire <laughs> yeah. world yeah because i know i haven't had a meatball sub since we went to wawa after the uh halloween show one year it's been wow. a motherfucking how spooky is that <laughs> it's been a little spirits. over a year since we were leaving new york and i stopped and had a meatball sub at a wawa yeah. haven't had one since and now i'm dying for one so what's that got to say what's the tarot cards got to say about that shit yeah uh hopefully you can use your inner strength to get a meatball sub yeah, I mean, I could probably also just go to the store and buy one. <laughs> Actually, you talked about them, too. See, there's yeah. been a lot of meatball sub talk in the ether lately. No, I'm talking about doing vegetarian meatball subs. Yeah, my wife, too. My wife really wants a vegetarian meatball sub. I'm like, I'll make three or four. I'll get a, a half pound of beef and make myself three meat ones. Yeah, I saw a vegan place in L.A. that looked absolutely amazing. It was Italian, vegan Italian. Which January. Is so hard to do. We'll get there in January right. and you can have some vegan Italian food. For I'll bring in my own meat and just crumble it on there. For the person that wanted to know what my costume was, I had I went as young Zeus because my daughter was Wonder Woman and in DC Comics now, Wonder Woman's dad is Zeus. So Damn. And one guy didn't know. One there was one guy, he was like, Mythic family. He yeah. had like a really deep like mythic, mythic family. He didn't know who Wonder Woman is? 
Well, but like all together, we're like myth. We're like a big myth. Wonder Woman's not a Greek myth, though. <laughs> now she is. Yeah? Yeah. Zeus is her dad. That's new. That's new canon. Yeah, they put it in the movie. Okay. She used huh. to be made out of clay, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did. She did. Didn't nobody even make her. like. She's a high priestess. Doing it, yeah. All right, let's get this show started. Let's do some street fight, my mans. Crack those lights. Got some micro content tonight. Wow. Crack those lights. Brett's still going like a goofball in his fucking uh, Zeus clothes, though. So it's still kind of Halloween. And there's a spider behind me. And a bat. You got a bat. Said spider. The motherfucking spider right there. All right. Let's do some fucking radio, man. Ready to roll? Oh, let me let me play this shit. Where are we at? Thank you for being here, live stream watchers. We really appreciate it. I saw Halloween tonight, you live yes. stream people. It was good. I enjoyed it. I recommend it. Go see Halloween, I guess. That's my recommendation for you. Fighters, how you doing tonight? It's time for a very special edition of Street Fight. We're broadcasting live on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Over there, we see you. Uh, fa- wait, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch. Yes, that's where we're at right now. It's Halloween night. Time for a Street Fight. We just read Brian's tarot cards. We got some very interesting results. And we found out we all need meatball subs in our lives. Mostly related to a meatball sub. Yeah. What we came through is get yourself a meatball sub. That's what the spirit spoke to us and said. We are the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing it now for eight years out of Columbus, Ohio. The heart of it all. In the beginning of the revolution, we're ready to take back the flat earth from all the oligarchs and banksters and give it back to the people that built it up and put in the hard work. We're looking for a horizontally organized revolution. We need your help, all of you. Uh, spread the word, let people know. Join our super secret Street Fighters group. It's not so secret anymore and there's a lot of people in there doing amazing things. Uh, message us or email us, get a hold of us and we'll get you an invite, but you gotta pass the test. There is a bunch of mod cops now that will bum rush you for information. So be ready to answer the questions. My name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Bri- Brian Quimby. Bri Brian Quimby. Bri Bri baby. Bri Bri. Uh, we are Street Fight Radio. How are things going? I'm great. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good, good, good. Oh, I bumped everything. Sorry to the people watching it. That's going to happen a few times. I got a wall in front of my balls. But uh, how's it going? Great. A good, uh, good Halloween. Good it was trick okay. treat. It was rainy and not cold, but rainy. My daughter is young enough now that she's not greedy. So she got like, after she got her, like her seventh Kit Kat, she was like, dang, I just want to get home and eat all this stuff. You know, like she was just wanted to eat the candy immediately. And my daughter's old enough that she doesn't want to be around me on Halloween anymore. My kid was gone from Wednesday to Sunday last week. That's great. Yeah, it's not bad, you know? I get to have my wife again. I get to have, like, a relationship with my wife again. Yeah, yeah. Which like, has hey, been stranger. fun. 
Yeah, we've been having the time of our goddamn lives just you being can do whatever like, you want. I know, and we used to do that. My daughter oh. doesn't know that there was like six years where, because we've been together twenty years this month, right? And I don't think my daughter even understands that stuff happened the six years before she was born, and now we got now we're getting back to that. We're getting back to our roots yeah. as a couple, and it's wonderful. You can and, the, and it's even more amazing now because on Facebook you can find a million fucking things to do. There's like a billion things I'd rather be doing than like reading a bedtime story <laughs> right now. Yeah, Desdemonas was here playing like a mile away from my house for twelve dollars. And I was reading like 10 in the bed and the little one said, roll over. Yeah. I, I, uh, Saturday night we came over to Brett's to play games and shit. And we're just about to leave to head over here. And my daughter's friends texted her and she was like, fuck you losers. <laughs> I was like, I want to go hang out with my cool friends. So we, we left and we went over to Brett's and then on our way home, we was about to leave to go home. And I was like, you know, I've been really wanting to see that movie mid nineties. They got twelve fifteen showing. Let's go see that. We went there. We saw that movie at twelve fifteen at night. We're the only two people in the theater. Ooh, that's nice. Getting I'm, just fucking ripped on those vape pens in there. Yeah. I saw Shazam that way. Yeah. When I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we it, tore up that place. It's fun. It's, it's, it's nice. And that mid nineties movie. Shazam. Mid nineties is a good movie. If you were like, if you ever want to see, okay. So I was a lot like the kids in mid nineties, except for I didn't skate or have any skills at all okay. at anything. It was just, I was like those kids, like is one of those movies. Cause like people always bring up kids as being this perfect encapsulation of what it is to be a bad kid. But those kids were too fucking were bad. Too bad. too bad. And New York. Yeah. It's just not enough. And California, you can have suburbs. And that's the fucking key is like, I had always wanted to see a movie about bad kids in the suburbs. And right. that was done right. And this was done right. Nothing was like malicious. Spending like three hours in a Walmart, turning the stereos up and throwing footballs around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah cussing at security guards and fucking yelling at people and stuff it was right. like just that kind of thing that like like just disrespectful kids that i i i really enjoyed seeing it and my wife as we're leaving she's like which one of the kids were you and i was like don't ask me questions like that because i'm not i because i'm a i'm self-aware now but I would have believed that I was the good kid hanging out with the bad kids. I still do. always, I still I do. Always think that about myself. Every time Jason hung around with us, none of us were good. Right. That's the point. I wasn't the good kid hanging out with bad kids. All of us were bad. There like, weren't any good kids. No, but you feel like your heart is different than the other one. <laughs> yeah. You feel justified in all the bad shit right. you did. You're like, no, I, I did it because I was trying to fit in. Yeah, I had to do that. <laughs> yeah, I was surviving back then. I I kicked people's trash cans over to survive, okay? I rolled fucking hot water heaters out into the street to survive. <laughs> You're yeah. surviving out there. Yeah. I started smoking cigarettes to fucking in the sixth grade to survive, okay? Yeah, throwing that smoke grenade in the middle of the road was funny. <laughs> you just come up with stupid shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, I just did actually on the bonus feed. You can listen to me and Mike Hale. It is Mike Hale, not Mike Hales. And I know that talk about our bad kid roots growing up. And it was pretty fun. He was he was pretty bad like me. Didn't start drugs as early as I did, but uh, was definitely a bad vandalizer kid. So that that shit's always fun. Yeah, you I know? love vandalizing. 
Uh, so it's how ha- Halloween too. Right? I did see Halloween. I did. Uh, my wife and I have never been to a horror movie in the theater together. 20 wow. years together. I don't think I've only, I think I've only seen one horror movie in the theater before tonight. Okay. And that movie was Freddy's dead. The final nightmare. Oh, and I also saw the, uh, the, the other nightmare on Elm street where Freddy wears a trench coat okay. and he's on a movie set. You know right, what I'm talking right. about? The new nightmare. Yeah. I saw that one too. And that I saw one's... Freddy versus Jason. I so love Freddy. I'm a big Freddy. Freddy guy, you know? I yeah. love Freddy. Did oh, you see the- hey, bitch. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I love that. No, it's a, iconic. When he cuts himself open at the very first one, you're just like, who is this fucking guy? <laughs> He's always cussing. And he cusses people so much. I love it. He's the bastard of a thousand men. Yeah. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Y'all, I'm coming to kill you, you motherfucker. He's so dirty mouth. Yeah. I love Freddy and Jason. I mean, I saw Freddy versus Jason and I loved it because Freddy didn't have any respect for Jason. Yeah. And that was like, I was big into that. So, uh, yeah, I saw Halloween. I've never seen the first Halloween. Okay. I'm a horror guy, man. I'm just, I don't know what it is. I like action movies. You know, I think that like, I don't know that there's a lot of crossover. Yeah. In those two crowds. It's like two different crowds. They have a lot of suspense in them and like your blood gets rushing. It's two different types of people that watch them, though. Sure. I think. Like, it's basically, it's all the differences between me and you. As people. Because you're like the horror guy, right? You like horror stuff. I watch a lot of them. And I like action movies. So, basically, what we're saying is Meathead and, like, Meathead. Still a Meathead, but a different kind. You know what I mean? Okay. But I feel like the action movie guy is, like, the sports guy, the like sporto. I'm not sporty you're a, though. You're a real jock. I'm not. <laughs> it's, it's for sportos mostly. Yeah. Me, me and my friends the like so- Tom Brady. Yeah, I don't know what it. Is. Horror movie is more for like like weirdos. cool dudes, cool weirdo yeah. dudes that like hang out and like how have like sick senses of humor. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm sure. fucking sicko, man. I love this shit. Great leather jackets. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't put myself in the mind of a person that would watch Saul, like uh, ever, or Hostile, or something right, like that. Right. I'm like, no, I don't need that in my life. Thank you. <laughs> sure, you're always <laughs> like that. <laughs> always doing that. I like my main character to be a powerful man killing people gun. for the good reason with yeah, a gun, basically. Like, yeah. And it's even funny because you saw Mandy and you were like, I'm not watching movies like I used to. I'm just not into the whole action thing. I'm trying to broaden my horizons. And you're trying to sell Mandy as some sort of like art film. It's artsy. It's a guy solving his problems with a gun. I know. Like, you like a guy that's just like. He doesn't shoot that many people, though. He uses like, chainsaws and okay. like big knives and shit like that, too. Right. But I mean, he just kills like people with all kinds of stuff. Solving all their problems with violence. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I did go see, I'm going to say this right now. I've seen three movies this week. Wow. I saw mid-90s, and then right after that, I saw The Hate You Give, and then after that, I saw Halloween. You know what's funny, too, about him is that he saw three movies this week, and you still won't spend twelve ninety five to get a Stubbs Rewards card so that you can like earn money on that shit. Well, I only went to a, a AMC theater twice. Uh, Two of them well, were AM, were one of them. A, AMC, the only AMC I went to was Halloween. The uh, other ones, because like I'm, I'm now to the point where it's like I look the movie up on fucking Google and I find the best time okay. because they all cost roughly the same. Sure, sure. You know, and it's just like 
what's the time that works the best for me? That's what I care about. The place the near me, the place near us does uh, like 1130s, which yeah. is amazing. Because that's like, there's so many times when, once again, I'm done reading 10 in the bed, little one rolled over, and I'm like, I'm about to go watch something. Right. Yeah, because you want to be able to go at like 10, 15, 11 o'clock at night because you want to just be able to like everybody's done, done two, yeah. everybody's put away everything's set up and then boom you're hooked up to go to the movies and that's the times i like to go but i was also taking gwen to see the hate you give that wasn't like a choice i paid it was something i promised and she tugged on my wokeness to get into that movie because you know we saw the trailer at the theater and i like leaned over thinking she'd be like that movie looks boring i was like i'll take you to see that if you really want to go see it and then she read the goddamn book as soon as it came out she was up my ass for a week for a week when are we gonna go see the hate you give and i was yeah. like god damn and i looked it up two hours and 14 minutes story to tell it's good though it's good i'll say this about it it wasn't a bad movie they had to do some pro cop stuff in it. It is a black lives matter movie to its core. And I think it makes like really good <laughs> arguments, but they also had to have like good cops and have a few like cop things. But I just, I don't know if you can even make a movie anymore with like the, where you're just like the cops are evil and they're yeah. out here shooting black kids. Right, you right. know what I mean? Where like, cause her uncle's a cop in it. And like, in the end, the big drug dealer that's been threatening her gets arrested by the cops. And she's like, some good cops arrested this drug dealer. And it's like, ugh. yeah, that's very fictionalized. Fruitvale, yeah. Fruitvale station is a good one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, but there is a part that's like absolutely true as she goes to this protest at city hall and there's a dude with a guy fox. There's like a white guy with a guy fox mask on. And I'm like, yep. They <laughs> yeah. always show up. Yeah. <laughs> Freedom lovers. Roll up there trying to get people turned on to Bitcoin out yeah. there. <laughs> get them to stop uh, vaccinating. Uh, you want to do a spooky story? Yeah, I'm into it. I got a question. This was asked to a man that we've talked about a lot. Uh, Mike Rowe. This is off of Mike Rowe's blog. Brett. Okay. I didn't know he blogged. Hi, Mike. The federal minimum wage is seven twenty-five an hour. Spooky. <laughs> yeah, I told you. I found something spooky for us. I found a ghost story. How, how scary can this? <laughs> how bad could this go? <laughs> well, you heard the first part, right, dear Mike? The federal minimum wage is seven twenty-five an hour, and a lot of people think it should be raised to ten ten. Woo! Yes. Wait a minute. The thieves, <laughs> robbers, and thieves. Mike, Daryl. This Daryl Paul writing this. Daryl. Yeah. He's probably one of the Pauls. That's why he said 10, 10, Ron Paul, Ron right, Paul, right. Daryl Paul. Uh, Seattle now pays $15 an hour. And the Freedom Socialist Party is demanding a $20 living wage for every working person. Woo, where's the Freedom Socialist at? That's some bullshit. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who the... I Listen, there's probably people in the chat that know the Freedom Socialist Party, but me yeah, and Brett run in some done. pretty socialist circles, and, and I, don't, I just don't see them out very that. much. There's not a lot of people repping the Freedom Socialist Party, so I'm just... We're fighting for, we're fighting for 16, and not a lot of people have taken up our ad campaign. They're still looking for 15, but we got to tell you, 15 is not enough. We're going to have to keep notching it up. They're shooting for 20. Me and Brett, now that we found out the Freedom Workers Party, we're, we're for shooting for fight for 21. We're fight for 21. <laughs> we're on the fight, for $21, fight for $21 an hour. Hashtag yeah. 
Check if, it out. If an organization comes out and says that they're raising the minimum wage, you can always count on me and Brett to raise ours $1 above that. Little extra. Yeah. A little bit of breathing room. <laughs> yeah. We need some breathing room. What do you think about the minimum wage? How much do you think a Big Mac will cost if McDonald's had to pay all their employees $20 an hour? Uh, Roughly I mean, the same. Maybe because six bucks or something. <laughs> I mean, actually. Oh, okay. This is something we need to talk about first. Uh-huh. McDonald's makes a lot of profit, right? Right. Okay. So they don't really have to raise the price That's all that true. much. Just cut into that profit. Who's that profit going to? Is that profit going to the employees? I don't give no. a shit. Right. <laughs> I know some jobs you can cut out of there where you could do, you could pay $20 an hour and not raise the Big Mac one cent. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Send me to the corporate office and let me point out who's expendable. We can find some money. <laughs> After watching Undercover Boss lately, CEO gone. Right. CFO gone. Top. Yeah. Yeah. Although oh, the, the whole boardroom. Yeah. They're not help they're not doing anything to get the products and services to people. Dude, they don't even fucking know what's going on. Yeah. You watch these undercover bosses and they're like the the boss will come in and he'll be like he'll be like, "Did you know that people are waiting in line for 20 to 30 minutes to get their cheeseburger?" And then the guy at the table is like, "That's interesting." And it's like, "That's your fucking job." <laughs> right. <laughs> You're chief of food supply. Why don't you know that? Yeah. So we don't need them. They're not needed. Cut them and you can have, and that's what we need to start explaining to these people that are asking these. This is a loaded question. Sure. Sure. I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Rowe wrote this question himself. Yeah. All right. Well, well yeah. Let's get to Mike's answer. I got to be, I don't want to be devil's advocate, but we recently got those gumball, gumball shirts. God damn that union printing union made shirt is fucking expensive. Yeah. <laughs> well, but it costs union money. made. It costs though. money to pay people. Mm-hmm. That's true. But people bought it and it's union made. So right. that's beautiful. All right, Mike. You ready for a scary story, Brett? Sure. Let's hear it. Back in 1979, I was working as an usher for United Artists at Multiplex in Baltimore. The minimum wage was $2.90, and I earned every penny. Ugh. When I wasn't tearing tickets in half and stopping kids from theater hopping narc, I was cleaning out the bathrooms, emptying the trash, and scrapping, scraping dubious substances off the theater floor with a putty knife. I wore a silly outfit and smiled unnaturally, usually for the entirety of my shift. I worked 18 hours my first week, mostly after school, and earned $62.20 before taxes. But I was also learning the importance of soft skills. I learned to show up on time and tuck my shirt in. I embraced the many virtues of proper hygiene. Most of all, I learned how to take shit from the public and suck up to my boss. So, <laughs> how... We got a lot more to go. I just, I want to so, stop at the beginning. <laughs> how is this not happening right now? I mean, first of all, $3 an hour back then is probably $18 an hour right now. You're right. You're totally right. And I worked the same amount when I was that age. Yeah. Yeah. And did the same exact shit. Nobody is not doing that. We're getting, it's getting worse. Now everybody has to do that. Now it's not just. 15 year olds that are doing that in his perfect world where 15 year olds do that type of shit it's everybody's getting that job yeah where he always says there's three million other jobs open and stuff like that he's like there's all these jobs and it's like no there's not fucking why can't people get them then 
Why aren't people at these jobs? Why are they hot? Because I know people who need a motherfucking job that would take any fucking job. I'm sure a fucking dude that worked at a factory for 15 years and then got laid off and is working at a fucking gas station now would in a second take a welding job if somebody would fucking teach him how to weld. Yeah. That's not out there happening. So he's got to make two ninety an hour or whatever the equivalent is now, seven seventy five an hour. After three months, I got a raise and wound up behind the concession stand. Once it was determined I wasn't a thief, I was promoted to cashier. Three months later, I got another raise. Eventually, they taught me how to operate a projector, which was the job I wanted in the first place. So he's climb that ladder, Brett. Climb that motherfucking ladder. The films would arrive from Hollywood in giant boxes, thin and square, like the top of a card table, but heavy. I'd open each one with care and place each spool on a separate platter. Then I'd thread them into the giant projector, looping the leader through 22 separate gates, careful to touch only the sides. Raging Bull, Airplane, The Shining, Caddyshack, The Elephant Man. I saw them all from the shadowy comfort of the projection booth and collected $10 an hour for my trouble. Eventually, I was offered an assistant manager position, which I declined. I wasn't management material then any more than I am now, but I had a plan. I was going to be in the movies or God forbid on television. So this is a, this is something that he likes to do. Mike Rowe loves to frame it like this. I started working at a movie theater and now I have TV shows. Yeah. (laughs) That's the ladder that he had to climb. Right. To get to, well, anybody can do it. Really? I mean, just (laughs) go find your local theater, start scraping up bubble gum off the floor. After that, you get your own production company eventually if you work hard enough. Yeah. If you give if you give them all 290 cents. Yeah. And it, it, he's like talking about fucking climbing a ladder that doesn't exist. Like that's yeah. the thing is like okay, he topped out at that movie theater at $10 an hour running the projector. Okay. Like he's, there's nowhere else to go if he doesn't want to be a manager. Right. And then he had to go and do something else. Well, like there isn't (laughs) unlimited something else for people, you know, nobody wants to live in this precarious world where you have to jump from job to fucking job. That's like not what the promise is supposed to be. Right. You know? Well, I, uh, I'm also, I don't know. It's one of those things where, you not everybody gets to do that and what and you know what i mean like someone still has to run the projector even if you dream about like being in a fucking movie somebody has to do all of that technical work yeah to put the fucking film on there you were explaining why should they get paid why shouldn't they be paid good money for that why shouldn't they be making what the manager why? making? why shouldn't they be making like more what? than that he's like so this guy pisses me off because he's so against asking for more. No, and I know. No, he lo- he he loves the like hard scrabble story about him, you know, uh running, you know, going in there with like holes in his fucking shoes and asking for 290 an hour. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about him a few times in the past and he's just a guy that like everything his conception of the world only applies to him but well, he thinks it's a universal conce- concept and he he's got a lot of people believing that too like that idea that like we all start fucking cleaning toilets and yeah. then we all get to get to the whatever if we if you work extra hard 
then in the end, you'll end up at like a CEO. What, what's your dream job? I'll fucking, yeah. I started uh, cleaning toilets and now I'm an astronaut because well, I worked hard. Yeah, it's fucking confirmation bias, dude. I mean, I can do the same thing because I, di- I didn't come from shit. You know, my parents was a waitress and a bricklayer and I started working at 14 years old. I started fucking mowing lawns when I was 10 years old and did it for, until I could get a real job. And now I'm a fucking comedian. So I don't know <laughs> how that, I don't know if it got me there, but I don't expect every person along the way that didn't, you know, did that got affected by, you know, their lives and didn't really have the calling to try to be the center of attention for thousands of people. Like I can't hold that against somebody that they don't want to be the center of attention. I don't understand why you have to constantly be climbing. Right. I feel like you can like the work, the people who do the work deserve money and it doesn't fucking matter what the, like when you start talking about what the, like deciding what is a better job, you know, it's like, no, I mean, the guy that fucking scrapes the stuff off the floor at the movie theater deserves no ten dollars an hour, right? Fifteen or sixteen or twenty-one or whatever we're saying now. But at that you, time, you walk in the fucking door. Somebody is is courteous. Why are they courteous? They're getting paid well. That's how you get customer service. Bottom line: when you pay people minimum wage, they don't give a fuck about their job or what's going on. If someone has something on the line and they're getting a fucking decent living out of it, you get way more out of it. The fucking gum not being on the floor. Love it. I love not walking through fucking yeah. sticky mess. Why isn't the person that keeps my fucking shoes clean getting treated to the lowest possible wage the government will let people pay him? Yeah. And and think about like... I would have scraped them floors for free if it weren't for that dang federal government. <laughs> That's how he acts. He's like, I could have gone in there and worked for... I would have ripped the tickets for free, you right. know? Uh, just to get near that silver screen, just to touch that movie screen and know that one day... I was going to go from cleaning the toilets and just jump inside of it. (laughs) I would escape from my $2 and 90 cents an hour to escape inside the TV. How great is it though that I worked for the cable company? So that definitely means we're going to end up on the motherfucking TV. You did. (laughs) You did. Yeah. Yeah. The whole time I was like, shoot, I don't want to be a manager. I want to be flying through the cables. <laughs> I want them to send me through the cables on the TV. I don't want to hook up the TV. That's how I got a successful podcast. I yeah. started out hooking up the cables right. and making sure all the cables work and then fixing the cables. I learned the cables. Right. And now how, I have a podcast. Do, how do people get it? Yeah. How do they get it? Cables. <laughs> so if anybody's looking to get a podcast where you can make your living off of it, Maybe think about starting at the cable company. We can all do that. You're all in a position where you can eventually work your way into a media career. So uh, work hard enough at your job and you'll get your 15 minutes of fame like Andy Warhol promised. Yeah. I thought about I, I thought about all this last month when I saw Boyhood at a theater in San Francisco. Oh, God. Of course, he can afford to live in San Francisco. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I bought the tickets from a machine that took my credit card and spit out a piece of paper with a barcode on it. I walked inside and fed the paper into another machine, which beat twice. Welcomed me, into a mechanical, welcomed me in a mechanical voice and lowered a steel bar that let me into the lobby. No usher, no cashier. I I found the concession stand and bought a bushel of popcorn from another machine. Wait, what? 
Yeah, he calls him bushels. Wait, no, know. what? He's that He's that old? Well, I'll take yeah. a bushel of yeah. it. I don't want a cup, I want a bushel. <laughs> I'm reading in the Farmer's Almanac, the bushels are real ripe this year. <laughs> what is he doing? What kind of place serves popcorn in a cup? <laughs> Get me a goddamn bushel, one of the wood ones. <laughs> I buy my corn in a bushel. I buy my potatoes in a bushel. I buy my green beans in a bushel. I want my goddamn popcorn in a bushel. (laughs) He sounds like a prospect. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Give me one one, uh, bushel of popcorn. I'm, uh, you know, I started working out cleaning the floors here. Now Now I have the type of money to buy bushels of popcorn. I started out doing (laughs) Doing the same job as that machine right there. <laughs> and For I was two eighty an hour. Right. I, I bet you whenever he goes to a place and he talks to a service worker, he's like, oh, God, you should be thankful for this amount of money you're making. Oh, how <laughs> many, you, you've probably got three jobs, don't you? Don't you love it? Don't you just love the hustle? Don't you just know that you can always work more hours, right? You can always work more hours and you just keep your head down. Keep working more hours. You'll be on that TV. Yeah. When he when there's a tip jar, he holds the tip up for everybody to see. And he's like, this tip here is a result of some very hard work. <laughs> he puts it in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, he got himself a bu- from another machine and a gallon of Diet Coke that I poured myself. On the way out, I saw an actual employee who turned out to be the manager. I asked him how much a projectionist was making these days, and he just laughed. There's no such position, he said. I just put the film in the slot by myself and press a button. Easy breezy. He did not. This is an interaction that didn't happen. They always have these. <laughs> they always do. He's like, I was watching a movie, and I decided to walk outside and speak to a man about how much people are making to work here. Young man, young man, tell me. How much is the projectionist making? It's a DVD, you say? <laughs> <laughs> Threw his hat down on the ground yeah. and stomped on. Started chewing on his hat, Bill. Like, yeah. oh, where yeah. are the kids making money these days? I'm so nervous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. this He's the fucking worst, man. I feel sorry. I never feel sorry for management. He probably, You know what he said to management? You mean you can make this whole place run all by yourself? This yeah. is a one-man operation? Exactly. Yeah. That must be some hard work you're doing. It's because everybody asks for $15 an hour, isn't it? Yeah. Wait till you get the job in the movies. You're going to love it. That's yeah. what he's telling the assistant man. You know, I was almost a manager till I went in the movies. Yeah. You can pivot anytime. <laughs> you're on that ladder, buddy. You're, you, next thing you know, you're working in the movies. You can be on QVC. Yeah, you get QVC, then you go to Discovery Channel, then you go to History Channel. This guy, he's got a real path for you. Uh, to answer your question, Daryl. Oh, he's just now getting to the question. <laughs> I have to let, let me go ahead and fluff myself a little bit. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> um, before I get to your question, I yeah. need to tell you how much work I've done in yeah. my life. <laughs> yeah. I have a list of work that yeah. I've done. You, Would you like to read from it? You may have seen me work on TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever watched the show where I watch other people work? It's fantastic. That's hard work watching them work. I don't like it. It smells bad there. To answer your question, Daryl, I'm worried. From the business owners I've talked to, which is all of them, because he never talks to employees. Yeah. He only talks to the owners. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it seems clear that the companies are responding to rising labor costs by embracing automation faster than ever. That's eliminating thousands of low-paying, unskilled, entry-level positions. What will that mean for those people trying to get started in the workforce? My job as an usher was the first rung on a long ladder of work that led me where I am today. He really said that. He's, he wrote that down. Yep. Like It's not a joke when we say it. He is absolutely fucking convinced that he's an actor because he started on the first rung of show business, which is working at a movie theater. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the corporate ladder. That's like my ladder as a cable guy gets me to TV. Uh, what's the ladder at McDonald's? Like if you make it all the way up McDonald's, you're a celebrity chef. At the yeah. End. Yes. <laughs> I started as a sandwich artist and now I'm Guy Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how it fucking works, dude. It's an astounding amount of fucking luck. Yeah. Luck. He didn't do anything. It's all luck, Brett. It's I, fucking all luck. A hundred percent of it. What little success we have, not a hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? There's how much luck is involved with what we do even, yep. you know, and, and, you know, you talk to the Chapo guys, oh. they'll tell you like, we fucking won a lottery. It feels like, well, it's I luck. mean, it takes an incredible amount of hard work in my opinion all it, the time. I mean, you just have to keep doing it, but I just don't expect expect anybody to be crazy enough to go after something like this i don't think that most people are built for i don't for trying to do something like that any of the creative stuff we're so beaten down to be creative in any sort of sense yeah yeah And there's no training and there's no promise of any sort of fame or fortune (laughs) or any sort of possibilities that you're going to make it i mean they talk about sag and the actors guild and how many people in that union you know are fucking also have a job like people yeah. are members of a union and they also have to have a part-time job 90 fucking percent of them you know yeah, yeah. i'm not saying it doesn't take hard work to get here it, i'm saying that like it's not all hard work it, there's it's like not a, a well all, you have it's to, not like an a, an end it's not like if if you set your mind to it you might get there yeah but you're gonna need some luck Sure. I mean, you have to be lucky enough to be have like, you know, family that stays together or that has some support. It doesn't fuck you up or a school system that isn't underfunded and fucked you up or a babysitter or anybody. The millions of people that fuck people up. And yeah, you know, like uh, and to I mean, I don't know. It's just not an absolute just, thing. He acts like it's an absolute thing. They, he and acts not everybody like can be the CEO. Not if everybody is successful, who the fuck is going to scrape up the gum off the floor? Right. And, and uh, just think about like the the undercover boss. Like the undercover boss has been like a really learning experience. Like when you talk about a place like Subway, where the, I remember that Subway episode, there was a woman who'd been working there for twenty years and fucking loved the job and like. Why shouldn't she be able to do that and make a living wage in the end? Why, yeah, have why a, own a house? Yeah. Why like why does that have to be a stepping stone to something else? Like I've said this a million times. There were I there yeah. were probably I've probably had three or four jobs that I could have kept forever, but they were just too precarious. And yeah. it was just like like that I'm saying like physically I would have been I would have been able to handle the cable job probably for the rest of my life. But it was the mental stuff and it was like a bunch of other stuff that happened that got me out of there. And like uh, the warehouse job I had making boxes, I would have loved to. I could have done that because it was just nothing. I just want to go to work and come home, man. I don't want my life to be work. Yeah. Well, they always got that old sawhorse about like if I was a burger flipper, I'd be the best goddamn burger (laughs) flipper that ever was. And it's like 
you wouldn't be rewarded for it. People would shit on you. And you even think that it's not worthy of like even being a career choice or something that's you should be proud of what you're doing or, or uh, you know, like intend to just do that intend to actually just be the best burger flipper. And how many people start jobs saying they're going to be the best at their job and then right. realize that like it's I mean, I started dude. I didn't go to the cable company thinking like I'm going to fucking take naps at work and act like a fucking piece of shit. I went in there thinking like, okay, this is going to be my job. I'm going to try to make it up the fucking ladder. And then you just get your ass kicked by the fucking company year after year after year. And at some point you're just like, fuck this place. Like I don't give a fuck about this. I mean, the best, and the best thing, the best way to have success is to completely leave any fucking stereotypical job structure really yeah. because that was that's what i was like uh the returns were just getting less and less each year no more bonuses no more tvs at christmas no more fucking uh hams and turkeys at thanksgiving and it was just a constant sliding of like benefits of raises like things are going to be different this year and that's they are not improving the working conditions for anybody and according to mike Rowe, you can't adjust your work to your expectations either you you know what i'm saying so like i came in here i expected something it's not here so fuck it i'm gonna give you as much as you give me exactly yeah there's no merit to he just feels like no you got to work as hard as you can no matter how many bonuses they cancel no matter how many times they tell you we're not giving raises this year like it's just the work he's in a fantasy fucking world this guy oh i know it's i mean i love the story the story gets seriously this is what (laughs) gets me going and like up in the morning yeah brett came from nothing you work all the fuck 27 days a week grinding away at this thing that you get very little back from for how much you're putting in but it's like you're you're slowly like polishing this stone it's completely absurd thing to do with your fucking life yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. going and doing something for eight hours and then coming home and like sitting down with your family and planning a vacation perfectly fucking acceptable yeah perfectly fucking and that should fine. be okay that yeah should, that should just be a job i'm not look i don't look down on anybody for doing that and when you talk about when we talk about 40 hours or whatever the five days a week eight hours a day or whatever like that of course we want it shorter sure we, sure but what but but like if this didn't work that's what i need I, yeah. I can't, I don't want to be a fucking Lyft driver. And he doesn't even think about that kind of shit. Where yeah. like, there's so many people out there that are, have been in such precarious <laughs> positions that they're out there doing Lyft. 12 hours a day. Yeah. 12, 13, 14 fucking hours a day. Where do you get the time to do the other stuff? Where do you get the time to like, the, to like polish up your soft skills? Where do you get the time to go get a job? If the time it takes to get a fucking job, you spend in your car all day. Yeah. The price of rent, I mean, has gone up by 20s, 30% every fucking year in Columbus since I've been back. Nothing is affordable. Any of those major cities are just, how can you expect to live? No, yeah, I, I see shit about San Francisco all the time, and I'm like, I, how do people even live there? I mean, a lot of people don't. Like, Sure. But- yeah. Uh, so b- my job as an usher was the first rung on a long ladder of work that led me to where I am today. But what if that rung wasn't there? If the minimum wage in 1979 had been suddenly raised from 290 to $10 an hour, thousands of people would have applied for the same job. What chance would I have had being 17 years old with pimples in a big Adams? He's apple? afraid of competition. He- <laughs> He's afraid of competition. 
I mean, why would more people apply for the job if all the jobs had to pay $10 an hour? If like That's the also floor true. went up to $10 an hour, why would people all of a sudden be like, $10 an hour? Well, I always did want to be a, I always wanted to be in the pictures. Yeah. I'll, I'll get a job at the movie theater. I would rather tear tickets for $10 an hour than do spreadsheets for $10 an hour. Me too, me too. Like I would make a lateral move. I'm like, everybody's getting paid the same now. I quit. <laughs> I'm going to go fucking build bikes at the, the toy store. I mean, there's nobody like us though. There, I mean, our listeners are a lot like us in that way too, that they'd be like, if everybody was making the same amount of money, I want to work at fucking McDonald's. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I don't want any more responsibility yep, than anybody yep, else. Yep. I don't want to have to head up a project or nothing. I, I'll pick fucking fruit. Dude. Yeah. But he acts like people would have quit like their real jobs and been like, no, I'm, I'm yeah. going to. Because, again, he sees it as the way into show business. He Working at the, the movie theater is how you get into show business. Well, and it's also his contempt for people and that they're lazy and that if you pay them that amount of money, they won't even try to get in the pictures anymore. That's <laughs> Well, how are we going to get actors in the movies if people are making $10 an hour to we rip the ticket? The struggle. It comes out on the screen. <laughs> Keep in mind, this guy watches people work on TV. Like, yeah. This <laughs> it's like doesn't do anything. Not, this is his dirty job. Like if you were going to do an episode where you followed Mike Rowe, the only dirty job he's had in his life is cleaning up a bathroom of a movie theater. I know. I know. Something that 17 year old, uh, like all kinds of like yeah. anybody. I know somebody. I cleaned shit off it. a fucking mirror at the toy store when I, I was 15. I cleaned a lot of doo-doo up at the fucking Chuck E. Cheese, man. Yeah. I, um, I've had to plunge a lot of fucking toilets. So what a yeah. dumb, what dumb. Hey, we all got started there. What dumb. One night, thirty six years ago, during the midnight showing of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, I sat in the projection booth and read a short story by Ray Bradbury called "A Sound of Thunder." Oh, that's some hard work you're doing in there reading a book. It was about a guy who traveled back in time to look at dinosaurs, but against strict orders, ventured off the observation platform and accidentally stepped on a butterfly. When he returned to the present, everything in the world had changed. Oh, that movie was good with uh, Ashton Kutcher <laughs> yeah, the and butter Amy Smart. The butterfly effect is now an expression that describes a single event that leads to a series of unanticipated outcomes, resulting in a profoundly unintended consequences. Anyway, I'm not an economist or a sociologist, but I'm pretty sure a $20 minimum wage would affect a lot more than the cost of a Big Mac. Beyond the elimination of many entry-level jobs... Consider the effect on the skills gap, Brett. Okay. According to the BLS, there are about 3 million available positions that companies are trying to fill right now. Okay. Where, where did that come from? <laughs> the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Okay, okay, okay. How do you get those jobs, Brett? Like, what I, are these 3 million jobs? How come he never explains what the 3 million... He just says, there's 3 million jobs up there. Go get one. Right. Who fucking knows where they're at? I look at Craigslist all the time. It seems like the same six fucking jobs. Jimmy John's driver, Lyft, <laughs> and fucking uh, dishwasher. Multi-level marketing scam. Yeah, yeah contractor. Like, uh, like um, handyman. Say, oh, uh, write your own paycheck. Uh, sales start today. Make... <laughs> money tomorrow yeah moving boxes that's there's three million of those jobs out there yeah what the fucking liar man he's such a the, so uh very few of those jobs require a four-year degree but nearly all require specific training and all pay more than the current minimum wage if we want a skilled workforce and believe me we do should we really be demanding twenty dollars an hour for unskilled labor yes 
because then skilled labor would make $40 an hour. Right. <laughs> like everybody gets more. A rising tide lifts all fucking boats. What does he think that like they would raise the minimum wage, but then tell doctors like, well, oh, well, why would doctors work hard then if they raise the minimum wage? They could just make $20 an hour. Fuck it. I'll go home. I'll be a movie theater guy. He's so fucking full of shit, dude. And plus, like, ascribing the butterfly effect. Didn't, like, the whole world get fucked up from the butterfly effect? Yeah, it's messed up. He's saying if we give people raises, it's going to fuck everything up. If yeah. we start fucking paying people, it's going to fuck the whole thing up here. People aren't going to want to learn. And so here's the thing, too, is like, would you rather be paid seven seventy an hour and get a Big Mac for three dollars or get paid twenty dollars an hour and get a Big Mac for five dollars? I know. <laughs> I, I, what position is he coming from I, on this math? He's the worst. He's so dumb. He's I'll give you a, two extra motherfucking dollars for that twenty dollar come up. He's such a tool. Like when he says I, I the the owners of businesses I talk to, I'm like, he's never talked to an employee at a business in his entire life. <laughs> right. No. He just not. They, when he goes to buy stuff, they're at all Walmart, complaining. They all just want everything handed to him. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go talk to the boss here. The boss like he is the king of he is maybe Mike Rose the king of small business tyrants. Okay. Like he is the he's god, the, he's yeah. the Zeus. He's the leader. <laughs> he's like their Zeus. He throws lightning bolts saying you're lazy on him to everybody. I started from the bottom and now I'm Zeus. Right. That's how he talks. That's how he does it. <laughs> Earlier he was an old prospector, but now he's Zeus. Last year I narrated a commercial about US manufacturing, paid for by Walmart. Okay. It started a shitstorm and cost me many thousand virtual friends. Among the aggrieved was a labor organization called Jobs with Justice. They wanted me to know just how unfairly Walmart was treating its employees, so they had their members send my foundation over 8,000 form letters asking me to meet with unhappy Walmart workers and join them in their fight against bad jobs. He put bad jobs in quotes. Of course. So, um, all right, now we he's go. getting into the meat of it. Yeah. Now we're ready to go. Do you think he's going to meet with these employees? I mean, the thing about Walmart is it's not one issue with them. They have so many court cases against like their treatment of, uh, women managers, their treatment of their employees, stealing time theft, getting people to work on their breaks, like, they have broken all the fucking laws. Yeah, and I'm sure he's not meeting anybody from any of the factories where people make the stuff that go to Walmart. No, you know, hell no. He's not even talking about Nobody that. Nobody does that. Well, they ought to change their lot. They're working their fucking asses off, and he's just like, maybe they should get a different job. I don't yeah. know. Maybe they should start. Uh, what? they? So they make things for a living? Uh, engineer. <laughs> and it's such an awful concept to expect that you should go into a place get played the very minimum amount, get jerked around on your schedule, uh, give be given only 25 fucking minutes to eat, uh, and get treated like dog shit as some sort of character building exercise. Like, yeah. you do it, dude. Yeah, yeah. You do that. He Fuck you. He, did. he does. He does. He talks about cleaning a bathroom like it's the <laughs> right. fucking like, worst thing that's ever happened. Golly, it sure smelled in there. <laughs> that's where people doo-doo and pee-pee. <laughs> No way, Sonny. Yeah. I hate him. I, I hate his guts. Uh, so, <laughs> um, well, while I'm sympathetic to employees who want to be paid fairly, 
I prefer to help on an individual basis. Boy, oh, is he. God, that's great. <laughs> Johnny conservative. He's yeah, such a conservative. I, I tip heavily. Oh, my God. I prefer to help on an individual basis is like when some guy who has never given a cent to charity is like, that's why I give to charity so that I can. I don't want welfare. I'll give to charity if exactly. I. Uh, that's their whole no, thing. Ron Paul's the same. He said yeah. that like the church can make up for. Uh, the safety nets yeah. of the government. Yeah. So he's like, yeah. And he just, I'm sure Mike Rowe gives to charity or whatever. Oh, of course. I mean, I don't know. He seems like a carny to me. So I'm going to like, but even the WWE is actually carnies and they give to charity. Sure. So. <laughs> I mean, it's good move. It's a good carny yeah. move to give to charity. It's good for businesses. Uh, so he prefers to we help. give to charity. It's a good car- carny move. It's w- <laughs> yes. Not as much as Mike Rowe probably does. Um, right. But I, I want to read that again because, uh, I mean, that line, I prefer to help on an individual basis, is that's conservatism, like in a yeah. nutshell. That's selfish, yeah. like terrible conservatism, like right there for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, generally, all of you are bad, awful fucking people. If I meet somebody that compels me, I'll give them $20. Yes, yes, yes. I'm also skeptical that a modest pay increase will make an unskilled worker less reliant upon an employer whom they affirmatively resent. That's the thing, dude. Why do you think people go to work, Mike Rowe? Why do you think like more money is what makes them happy? They, I don't know where this like miscommunication happens with like these people where it's like, well, why would I give you more money if you hate me? And it's like, I wouldn't hate you if you right. gave me money. That would make me not hate you. That would like that would like spruce this place up a little bit. It would be a little more smiles around here. Yeah, people yeah. people wouldn't be like, Ugh, you know, when they walk in the door. Yeah. Nobody would be in their fucking car listening to a TED talk and being like, I just got to make it through today. I just got to make it through today. Nobody's crying in their car. Right. Yeah. Mike Rowe is just, oh my God. Nobody um, just got their motherfucking car repossessed and then has to go work for eight hours. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You affirmatively like that you, you would resent them. Like it, it's that miscommunication where like the work get, it's not a miscommunication. It's cruelty where the work gives you like a fucking water bottle. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. here's a nice water bottle with the logo of the fucking company on it for Christmas. And you're like, could you give me some money for right. Christmas? Like I like money. Yeah. I'm this- here for money. I'm not here. Like, why are we here? What are we doing here? I don't want to fucking be here. Right. Okay. Like this isn't like the prime thing. This isn't being on a TV show. Right. <laughs> right. I'm not excited to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I for the way that. I'm treated. Because he acts like if he was fucking working at Walmart, he'd be like, this is great. I'll, oh I'll earn every, every $7.70. I would yeah. earn every penny. Yeah. That's what they're doing. They're working $7.70 yeah. worth of work. Those employees yeah. that you think aren't like doing anything or you think you think are bad workers. They're not bad workers. They're getting they a, would work if you gave them something to believe in. They're getting two Big Macs an hour. Yes. Wow. What is that fucking exactly worth? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I explained to this jobs with justice in an open letter and invited anyone who felt mistreated to explore the many training opportunities and scholarships available through micro words. 
He wants him to go to his foundation. <laughs> he, he, so wait, he's like, oh, you want to proposition me? I got an answer for you. Stop. Just leave Walmart alone. Let them do their bad business practices. <laughs> come over to come over and get some free training. I'll find you a goddamn welding job. We don't man. need to criticize Walmart to you know to make your life better. <laughs> they can be a complete shitlord of a company. I further explained that I couldn't join them in their fight against bad jog because, frankly, I don't believe there's a such thing. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> my exact words were some jobs pay better some jobs smell better and some jobs have no business being treated like careers but work is never the enemy regardless of the wage because somewhere between the job and the paycheck there's still a thing called opportunity and that's what people need to pursue so uh that was his little letter to jobs yeah. with justice his little bullshit fucking poem that he wrote him or whatever because any job should be able to be a career any job like any job that you go and do I, what's I, the fuck yeah i mean what's the like why do you want somebody that's just doing the job before they bounce on to the next thing yeah like why don't you just want to have somebody that i mean that can just come in and drop the fucking fries or install the cable or do whatever it is with expertise yeah yeah no you got to work up you got to be a ceo someday or you don't deserve anything That's right open thing. your own business you, there is not opportunity between the there when he says there's still a thing called opportunity between the job and the paycheck there's not dude there's not fucking opportunity like if you if anybody out here who's worked at like a low rung service job knows that this idea that there's all this opportunity to move up through the ranks of the company, climb some corporate ladder and actually get to the very top. It's not like real that no. it's not possible for almost any, like there's only one CEO and that success story usually comes with a bunch of other stuff too. Well, they never talk about. And the fucking, they'll tell you the thing about this. He doesn't even know about. Um, and I know about it is if you don't have a bachelor's degree, you can't go anywhere in any company. Like they won't even listen to you without a fucking the piece of paper. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. I they 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 won't listen to you, and they'll they'll tell you go take out loans and go to college. Yeah. Or, or something. like We have that. a scholarship program that as long as you stay employed with us for a year after you graduate, we won't come and take our money back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People are always surprised to learn that many of the subjects on Dirty Jobs were millionaires. Entrepreneurs who crawled through a river of crap, prospered, and created jobs for others along the way. Ugh. What do they pay at those jobs? What do these millionaires pay the employees that are doing the same crawling through the crap? They <laughs> right, do? right. Oh, God. Let, please let me know. Like the, he's to, Right now, he's talking about small business tires. Right, right. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he the dirty... The, entrepreneurs who crawled through a river of crap prospered and created jobs for others along the way men and women who started with nothing probably not and built a going concern out of the dirt i was talking last week with my old friend richard who owns a small but prosperous construction company in california richard still hangs drywall and sheetrock with his aging crew because he can't find enough young people who want to learn the construction trades. that's fucking bullshit dude that's such fucking bullshit I, 
there are so many young people that would do a construction job. I just well, know it. I grew up with like so many young people that tried to get construction jobs and couldn't get in there. Well, I got to tell you, actually, I had somebody that wrote in this week and said that they're a journeyman electrician out in Montana and they can't get enough people to sign up for it. But he's making like $41 an hour. Oh, really? It. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's why. Do they train? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, really? Yeah. Wow. People just have to. I don't know. I don't know what to. I don't, I don't know how to get know in and know how to do it, yeah. or the recruiting. I because I do feel like, like when I was growing up, I couldn't ever get in one of those positions to be like a well. Because that's all I thought I was ever gonna fucking be, dude. It's like I only thought that, like, well, I mean, which is what ended up at the cable company. But where it was like, I'm gonna if I'm gonna make money, I'm gonna have to like do plumbing or electrician yeah. work. Or some shit like that. And that's how I ended up at the cable company. Because I... And I could never find my way into those companies. You know, I, I couldn't pass a piss test. And right. a few other things like that. I, like, wasn't a, a prime example. And I probably should have tried a little harder. But sure. I always found that it was very hard. I always found that there was a high barrier of entry to get into those jobs. I mean, it's but, a million different factors. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, I know... I, there was another guy I talked to in Chicago that had actually quit... He went to school, graduated, and then decided to join up with the plumbing union. Union, and uh, he lives in like a bad, like he doesn't live in the best neighborhood, but he had a fucking house, and did, his wife didn't have to work, and sounded pretty dope. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I support it, but uh, you know, I don't think that everybody else deserves less. Yeah, I yeah, that's true. I don't think that like I don't think that working at McDonald's is unskilled labor. I don't think any of those jobs are un, like I've seen so many unskilled. people that are fucking bad at it, dude. Right. Yes. Yes, exactly. And there it's, you've seen so many people that run one of those fucking things like a machine. Yeah. Too. And he like has the nerve to just he gets to decide what's skilled and what isn't, you know, cuz I I can finish this uh this, today he'll pay forty dollars an hour for a reliable welder, but more right. often than not he can't find one. Whenever I talk to Richard and consider the number of millennials within fifty square miles of his office stocking shelves or slinging hash for minimum wage, I can only shake my head. They don't have the fucking information. Yeah, like nobody's stocking shelves for minimum wage because that's what they want to do. And they think something else is going to happen. Yeah. I gotta say, I don't, I'm, I mean, I'm, I don't know if I was the beginning or end of this, but uh, when I was in school, there was a trade school that you could go to, but everybody said that was like, you're a loser and well, you're like, right. you're giving up on your life or you don't want to try to go to college, which means, you know, you're stupid or something. Well, that's Mike Rowe is, uh, that's something I agree with him on. Cause that is something that he talks about oh. a lot is that like, when you go, I, my dad wouldn't let me go to the career center and he wouldn't let me like start working early. Cause he thought I was smarter than that. But it was like, well, I'm not getting the grades to do that. Right. You're not going to teach me to do it. I, you know, would like to learn how to work on a car. Right. But he just, was kind of like no i mean i didn't know what i wanted to do i sure. probably wouldn't have gone for auto repair or anything like that but it was just an opportunity and i don't i don't i don't know if they still do career centers i have no like idea i'm not in school and um i don't know man i i maybe there has to be a different kind of outreach about how to get to people when they're entering the workforce. I mean, I mean, I, I, I was 21 years old. I work fucking hard as hell, dude. Like I hate this millennials don't work shit, mm -hmm. man. I threw fucking boxes threw my goddamn back out, broke my goddamn wrist doing it. 
and putting up numbers and doing fucking hard work for five years, Mm -hmm. driving forklifts, certified on all that shit. And, uh, there wasn't a goddamn thing to do, you know, like I was the best at throwing boxes. So I, there, I had no other place to be than doing that, but I, I couldn't even pursue any sort of management without fucking, I couldn't even like coordinate how we move the boxes without the fucking degree and shit. And you're working 40 hours a week. When do you go to the college to get the fucking right. degree? You're exhausted at the end right. of the day at work. They we don't were doing work around your schedule, mandatory 50 and 60 hours a week during the holidays and when right. it was summer rush. And when it was holiday two times a year, dude, it would be six or eight weeks of fucking 60 hour weeks. And then they want you to do night classes and graduate over like nine years. Right. It's like, I'm going to work here throwing boxes for nine years before I get my degree because I can only take two fucking classes a semester and that's because this job is actually supposed to punish you and fucking suck and pay nothing at all because they don't want people to get comfortable doing it yeah yeah (laughs) again the unskilled labor is like i mean even like i can't think of an unskilled job dude like I can't think of a job that I think. I mean, takes some no stuff skill. is just putting stuff and moving stuff. Sometimes it's just you know, I guess it's straightforward. But I don't. Know. I did box making, but you have to do it in the right way. Right. I I made boxes, and I guess that's maybe the lowest skill possible that you just fold the box and put a piece of tape and put it over a thing. See, but there isn't, there's also like you have to do stamina, like you have to manage yes. it. You have to also. The mental boredom of doing that, like yeah. the you staying in the game and not like locking your knees and passing out. <laughs> There's a lot of skills involved. Yeah, you deserve so fucking much for every. Like it's just that all the jobs do deserve twenty dollars an hour. Yeah, That's and they the could point. be that way if people weren't making twenty thousand an hour. Yeah, micro. Um, point is, Daryl, if you fix the wage of a worker or freeze the price of a thing, you're probably going to step on a few butterflies. Doesn't matter how well-intentioned the policy, the true cost of a $20 minimum wage has less to do with the price of a Big Mac and more to do with the sound of thunder. Frankly, it scares the hell out of me, Mike. That's the end of it. So a $20 minimum wage uh, scares the hell out of Micro. People making $20 an hour is terrifying to this man. Imagine all those consumers out there with buying power, what they might do with that. Think of all the, think of all the billionaires that wouldn't get another, a new limo. Right. He just, again, he's just talking about like, he's trying to preserve the lifestyle of people who are living great lifestyles. Yeah. Like he, his, his buddies that have two and three pools in their backyard. Yeah, that, that can get him to come in and tell his workers about the value of a day of fucking hard yeah. work while yeah. he's never done it in his life. Like, does he think standing on QVC selling baseball cards was hard work? What what was that? That was his, like, ladder he was climbing. Right. I mean, I don't want to be on fucking Q- QVC, but I mean. I would be good at it. Yeah, you would be great at it. Let's get you on QVC, dude. Okay, okay. Good side hustle. Yeah. I want to read something else from his site, and then we'll move on to something else to end out the show. In- this is his booking page. Interested in booking Mike for a speaking engagement or event? You found the right place because he does not have an outside agent or booking company. Send your request to info at microworks.com. <laughs> like, what is that? What is the part where he says he represents himself? Like, what does he think that showing says? off? I'm a worker. Showing okay? off. I'm a real blue collar guy. I'm out here digging in the publicity mines. <laughs> like, fuck you, micro. Yeah. You know, what's funny is, um, 
So we had to put a contact number for the Street Fight store up, and I just put my cell phone in there. And I didn't realize it was less listed at the customer service number. So there was a few people that called and I was like, hello. And they were like, uh, yeah, I uh, ordered like a week ago. And I just wanted to know if that was sent out. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I think it's ready to go. And they're like, uh, sorry, I didn't know it was going to be you that answered the phone. <laughs> and I was like, it's fine. That it's fucking fine. kicks ass. <laughs> 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 all right so we've had a uh it's it's we're getting close to an election next tuesday you're not going to hear another street fight before the election right uh we're going live before the election are we well right now yeah we're live yeah something like that some people can see it um and i don't know i kind of want to talk about like something that kind of came up even earlier today and then came up in the secret facebook group about voting Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I said three times on this show that I plan to vote. Yes. Brett has said a few times on this show that he plans to vote. This show is not like a pro voting show. This isn't fucking pod save America. And we don't think it's any great thing that you're doing. If you go out and do it, we're saying it's the least you can possibly do and almost are doing it out of a, a guilt, you know? Yeah. And uh, uh, there's a million fucking places that are telling you to do it. Every screw, every inch of my computer screen and phone screen is covered with like political ads or political, uh, Political ads, all all signs out. Yeah, signs. There's signs in the yard. There's these gigantic fucking pieces of cardboard coming in the mail that have like pictures all over them that tell me someone's tough on crime or someone's a lunatic or whatever it is. Yeah, they're they're like the when even on YouTube, dude, watching YouTube shows, I'm seeing like the nastiest fucking commercials. I know, I know, voting is happening. Yeah, and and you know, we're not guys that have traditionally done it. You know what I mean? Like we, I don't think we, we've always been kind of like, eh, I don't care. There's, there's no real difference, but we also have families and, you know, I, at least speaking for myself, I saw my wife and my daughter after Trump won the election. And I said, you know what, if, if it would make them feel better, if I went and voted for Democrats, then I'm going to go do that because I don't, I don't want the women in my family to feel worried and I'll fight the fucking Democrats. You know what I sure. mean? Like as soon as they're in office, I'm going to start yelling about them. I mean, I'm yelling about them now. I don't give a shit. I think Robert Cordray's a turd anyway. I, I mean, I don't give a shit about that guy. I'm just doing it, you know, and I'm voting for issue one, which is a, uh, you know, an important thing about drugs in town. Yeah. Like treatment re- for people. Yeah. Reducing felony convictions for drug possession. But God I damn. Won- stop yelling at people for not wanting to vote. Just yeah. Stop it. Fuck. Fucking like what kind of strategy? Is it's that? so weird too. When, like we said before, when they do that thing where it's like, just vote. I don't care who you vote for. It's like, no, you should, you should be massaging them to vote for the <laughs> yeah. non hobgoblin. Yeah. 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 And and again, like leave people the fuck alone, dude. Like we said this on Chapo. It's like if you're making no money in this, if you're making $20,000 a year and everything's fucked up and you're fucking, you know, your son is in jail or your your, your daughter's on opiates and shit like that and you can't get them to you can't get them treatment 
and you can't get them health care. And it's just this constant fucking boot up your ass 24 hours a fucking day. And you don't think that voting is going to fix it because it never has and it never changes for you and it only keeps getting worse. I fucking totally understand not wanting to vote. If you're disenchanted because fucking two years ago you got really riled up about a candidate and you got super excited about it and then some corporate fucking goons came in and told you you can't have that you're you need to be realistic don't fucking vote i totally understand it you know when you talk about the bernie people the, yeah. these people got so excited and then they just got smacked back down and they've been getting yelled at ever since the last election it's like fuck you man you need to come up with some sort of a bedside manner that isn't just go vote you privileged piece of shit you know yeah i mean it's not really for the privilege i mean it's the poor yeah poor people it's based upon how much people make is tell you whether or not they're going to the polls right and the confidence they have that voting means a fucking anything uh i mean the only reason i'm doing it is because you can send it through the mail if i had to drive to it i would not fucking do it it's right across the street from me so i'm gonna walk across the street and do the thing and yeah. go home. And I'm not going to feel bad about it either. For the people that are like, two hour- why are you doing it? It's like, just leave that. Let's just let people make that decision. You know, we can have this conversation, but I'm going to tell you right now that like guilt or calling me a privileged fucker isn't going to get me there any easier. And for me, I'm a pretty pragmatic fucking person and I'm just going to go because I'm not going to, I don't care if like uh, my feelings aren't going to get hurt and get me not to do what I was already going to do. You know, I'm going to just do these things. Like I, if I was anybody else in this world, and if this was even two years ago or a year ago or six months ago, I might tell you to go fuck yourself and not do it anyway. Right. You know, this strategy doesn't fucking work. And you need to quit condescending to people yeah. that don't have faith in the system. This system has not done anything to merit me having faith in it. Yeah. And I don't want to hear shit from people saying you got to ha- you got to vote. Oh, I don't have faith in the system, but you still got to vote. It's like, what the fuck for? What's the fucking reason? Why? If there's no faith in the system, all I hear about is people getting purged from the voter rolls. Yeah. All I hear about is people can't use these shitty old voting machines. All I hear about is like people like not being able to get in there and do it. We're, we're checking people's uh, signatures this time. Why? Like... The system is fucking broken. Make it something that I want to do. We just talked for fucking 45 minutes about the minimum wage, right? And we just talked about pay me enough that I give a shit about this job. Well, why don't you give me enough at the polls that I want to go and vote at those polls? Because I don't want to do it. I don't feel good doing it. I feel bad doing it. It's not a good feeling for me. Right. You know, it feels like it goes against my principles to go vote for a fucking Democrat. Right. You know, and count yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. In those roles. But uh, that wasn't the only reason I wanted to talk about voting. I thought I'd uh, read our uh, our um, I got to figure Vodiac sign, Brett. It's from the Pod Save America. OK. Crew that we've all heard of. Well, you can like, get Brett, your Vodiac sign. Yeah, your Vodiac sign. You're an Aquarius, right? I am. Okay. See, I know Brett's. Let's do yours first. Sup, weirdos. <laughs> what? This is me? Yeah, I'll read it. Sup, weirdos. 
The best of you are wacky, cerebral, and generous. As miraculously proficient at scoring victories for your favorite social justice causes as you are deals on really delicious cashmere sweaters. Oh, Oprah, that is true. Lincoln. The worst of you have the emotional intelligence of Flubber. Paul Ryan. Be best. Make Oprah proud. Go vote. So th- th- that's your Vodiac sign. I feel really inspired. Sup, weirdo. <laughs> you want to hear mine? I'm a Capricorn for all you out there. I uh, get my Vodiac sign. Oh, mine's long. God damn it. They all seem long. Behind every functioning democracy is a herd of dutiful Capricorns making sure their laziest friends don't sleep through an election. I think I just did the opposite of that just five minutes ago. (laughs) Who is sleeping through the election? Who is like... You gotta be awake sometime between 7 and 7, right? I think so. Everybody's job... It should be a day off. If voting is that important... Why we got to go to work that day? You know, it's also, I love it when they always complain about the like, oh, the Democrats are grabbing buses and driving people to the poll. It's like, so they can vote? Like, everybody gets one? You're supposed to tell us to vote. You're not supposed to tell us not to. Give me a bus. Well, that's the conservative. The conservatives are always complaining. Voting falls squarely at the intersection of power and coloring in the lines. (laughs) I don't want to be known as that. Your two kinks. Oh, God, come on. Those aren't my kinks at all. Coloring well, in the lines. I'm an anarchist, so I don't like power. And coloring in the lines, I don't know. I don't do that. I mean, I do, I guess. It does look nice when you color in the lines. But do you, you do an outline on it, like a hard outline? Yes, yes, yes. No one ever had to tell you how to fill out a Scantron properly. You're the I friend that drives that. everyone to the polls. <laughs> You are. You're the only sober driver I know. I am a sober driver. I am that. That's true. You're a bad driver, but still a sober driver. You probably brought snacks. I am no. good with snacks, too. You never have snacks. Oh, I'm great with snacks. Get out of here. They're not great snacks. Like most repressed megalomaniacs, your idea of a treat is adding chocolate to granola, but it's the thought that counts, etc. We know you're on top of it, but make sure five friends, you know which ones, Get over to votesaveamerica.com. Are they dis chocolate and granola? What kind of a connection? Like they were pe- just saying that I don't have good taste. But like my taste is chocolate bad. and granola is like a great combination. Yeah. People are eating like sun made bars and shit all I the love time. Them. Hey, buddy, you don't have to tell me that, but he's Hidden the, Valley is like what is keeping us all going. They're like your snacks. They're fucking bullshit. Yeah, you give people granola with chocolate on it yeah. like some chode. <laughs> Why don't you just fucking give them green beans, man? <laughs> yeah. you feeding people healthy stuff? You're so stuff? crunchy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I fucking hate the pot. What was America, that? Guys. The Vodiac signs. Those were our Vodiac signs. That was my vote. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, I, you know now I remember. Yeah. Sup, weirdo. Sup, weirdos. Hey, sup, Sup, weirdo. weirdo. Get the fuck in the van. We're voting. I got those off Twitter. Somebody posted them. You can check your Vodiac sign. I guess you can post them on. You can send them to us on uh, Street Fight WCRS on Twitter or something like that. We'll look at your Vodiac signs. Uh, That's it. I think we did the show, Brett. Thank you for tuning in to the Street Fight Radio Halloween special. If you missed it, we did a we read Brian's tarot and we found out um, we all need more meatball subs in our lives. So look for the videos on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook. 
Uh, you can support the show by heading to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Radio. We just did the small business tyrant, I'm sorry, undercover business tyrants with DirecTV. So Brian got to throw out lots of cable terminology. He got to critique the boss's work. Uh, it's one of our best so far. You can get that at patreon.com slash Radio. We got the punk zine coming out. The fear zine will be here next week, the digital version. So lots of lots of stuff available when you're ready to make the plunge and uh, give us a little bit of the money. Give us what you got so that we can uh, take it and turn it into uh, flat earth domination. Uh, we will see you later this week. Taking your calls this Sunday. The number is 614-412-5252. You can watch the live stream on Facebook and I'm not, not Facebook. You can watch it on Twitch and YouTube. Damn, I'm fucked up. But thanks for being here. Peace.